Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. All right, as we do each and every day on the I Work Ram Show, it's my unending desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge you to think differently about your faith and how it impacts your work. Today, we're talking about CBMC, and you'll find out more about what that means. But we've got in studio Dan Schock, local area director for Tampa Bay for CBMC, and special guest all the way down from the frozen state of Ohio, Mike Hopkins, area director up there in Northeast Ohio. In other words, the armpit of America. No, I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. That's Detroit. All right. Dan Schock. I've driven to Toledo once. It was just one of those experiences. Dan Schock, Mike Hopkins, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Jim, it's my pleasure to be here with you once again, and hello to your radio audience out there driving home in this beautiful weather. Absolutely perfect here. Mike, up in Cleveland and that northeastern Ohio, are they driving home in, 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 in pleasurable circumstances today? Well, it, de- it depends how you define pleasurable, Jim. Uh, you know, up north we like ice skating and hockey and things like that, so yeah, it's a little snowy. And about 80 degrees different. Well, you know, we're just glad to have you here in the studio. It's awesome. Listen, we're here to talk about CBMC, which is, what does that stand for again, Dan? CBMC stands for the Christian Businessman's Connection. Connection. All right. I always get the C at the end, the other uh, other one wrong. I really want to highlight, your ministry is taken off, you know, it was 
gosh, was just a year ago? No, it was less than a year. No, was it a year ago that you said, hey, I'm all in. I'm quitting my job. I'm burning the ships. This is what I'm doing. And then you had a baby, and your wife says, what were you thinking? You quit your job? We have a baby? What, what are you thinking? All right, but, but you went all in. When, what day was that? That you did that. It was last year, but I don't remember when. Hey, that sounded very exciting, the way that you just said that. But July 9th, I was actually, over 20 years I've been involved with CBMC. I've had some Christian businessmen that took an interest in my life when I was younger, much younger than I am now, uh, that discipled me, that showed me how I can blend my faith with my work. And, you know, I've been interested in CBMC and, and how the Lord would use me as a businessman for many, many years. But it was July 9th of this past year, 2014, that I got formally accepted to come on staff as a business missionary. We call that the area director for this area. I love the way that you were formally accepted to come on and raise all your own funding. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just love that. Hey, come do ministry with us. As long as you pay for it. That's, that's right. right. And, and really, where that, that's all another topic for another day, Mike. But Because I know you had to go through the same process up there in Northeast Ohio. But that's not the way the church was designed. If you'll remember that Paul said, now Paul said, hey, I'll get my own job. I'll pay my own way. But he said, for everybody else, you need to take care of the people that are preaching the gospel. It, the workers are supposed to take care of the people preaching the gospel, not the people preaching the gospel begging for money from the workers. It's totally screwed up. Now, it's another topic for another day, but it's a hot topic for me because if God ever gives me the ability, I want to create a billion-dollar fund that creates an ongoing revenue stream for missionaries like you, Dan, and you, Mike, so you guys can do your job instead of raising money. Because yeah. obviously you're better—well, actually, Dan, you're not bad at raising money, but if you could focus on doing what you're really called to do instead of begging for money— It'd be so much better, and so it's it's a it's one of my it's a soapbox against the church because we've got it backwards. Well, you know, I, I like to say that the Lord has each one of us in a custom curriculum where He's developing us. It's <laughs> awesome. And so right now, I'm understanding from a humility perspective what it's like to raise money, hmm. but also from the other side of the topic, what a blessing it is to get people involved in giving to a project that's so fruitful like CBMC. And, you know, we talk about you have your financial planners that are now partners on the show, and they help people understand how to invest, right? And there's investing here on the planet for our families and for our well-being, but there's also investing in our heavenly account. And so one of the things and one of the joys that I'm learning about raising funds as a missionary is how to connect God's people to their heavenly 401k. Yeah. And, and that's and, a big deal. And I like that. I also like the fact that as you're raising money, it's, it is a character building. God uses it to build character. There is no question. Because really, you, you learn what it means to be completely dependent on him for everything. So I understand that because I'm right there with you. But... I also think that it, we, we, we've got some retraining to do. All right. Before we get started with our discussion about CBMC, I really want to hear how Christ is making an impact in your life. Mike, you came all the way down here from Ohio today. You get the first dibs because you traveled the farthest. How is Jesus Christ making an impact on your life today? Oh, it's phenomenal. See, here's, here's the deal with me. Uh, I was telling Dan this story earlier today with another guy we had lunch with. Back in 1986, I gave Jesus one quarter of my life, literally. I gave, I'll give you one quarter. I'll give you, I'll give you 90 days to prove to me that this is legit and real. That's obviously many years ago. And for me, daily, every day, even when you talk about the idea of support raising and things like that, you see miracle after miracle, people's lives being changed. And I love it through the marketplace because I think that's how it was designed. I mean, we know that over 92% of the time that Jesus was out 
in, in the world. He was out in the marketplace. And so when we see a man or a woman's life transformed because of the message of Christ, because of a friend who invested in them on a daily basis, who came alongside them, journeyed with them in life, and just told them about the hope they can find in Christ over lunch, over a cup of coffee, um, I see it every day. And so for me personally, it's been a huge blessing. I've, I've watched God take a, a 17-year-old kid along in this process and say, yeah, I'm, I'm all in. And you know what? I don't think that any of us are any different than the other. We're all we're all figuring out how to live this life in a, a life of worship and then a life where we, I think, really God uniquely made us each to worship him and be a part of making him known. Mm. And uh, what a blast that is. It is. And I've had the opportunity recently to do several funerals. And one of the things that's really cool about it is, is the realization that the only thing we take away from here is our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing we get to take. There's no there's no U-Haul behind the hearse, and, and there's no money packed in the, in the casket with us, whether it might be a check. That's an old joke. Uh, but, you know, we, none of it gets to go with us. Obviously, neither of you have heard that joke, where the wife promised her husband that she'd put all of his money with him, and in the end, she didn't put the money and she wrote a check. Sorry. Okay. All right. So I, That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jim, Jim, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> You'll have to look that one up later. Uh, Dan, talk to me about how Jesus Christ is making an impact on your life today. You're a new father, you, you, shepherd, right? That's okay. Right. So what, what? I know what that's like. That's awesome. What a privilege that is for you. How? how now, I'm not going to ask how that changed your life because I know it's changed it immensely. How's Christ making an impact today on your life? Well, certainly just we'll start with the baby. You know, we named our son Shepherd, and that's what you were alluding to. Our little Shepherd just uh, when he came out, uh, it was the high water mark of my life. I started to relate to my wife in a different way because our family had grown. And when I saw that little baby, I started to understand a little bit more about my relationship with my Heavenly Father. That took on a whole new meaning. And, and you know, I'm. You know, I, I, I don't want to uh, beat my own uh, drum here, but I've been a Christian for 20 years, and, and I've shared my testimony on your uh, radio show before uh, about how Jesus saved me physically and from a terrible accident. And uh, But to see how he continues to reveal himself in new ways to me and, and to, to have a little baby now, the Lord continues to reveal himself to me as my father. I'm starting to understand him more as my father now that I have a son and how much he cares about me because I never I'm getting a little choked up here because I didn't realize how quickly I would love this little baby so much and I'm I'm starting to get a little bit more of a glimpse about how much he loves us Hmm. it's incredible but just don't blink because Shepard will graduate from college any day Uh, that's the most amazing part but that is so true and having a child Mike you got children Mm -hmm. four boys yep how many boys? Four. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation for another show. Having a child is the ultimate lesson in selflessness. I mean, it is the best test in learning how to be selfless. It is great. And having four boys also is a ticket to counseling. Uh, but are they all boy, boy, all the way to boy? I mean, are they like all in climbing, shooting? Oh, yeah. Even the dog is a male. <laughs> That's just awesome. Okay, listen, CBMC is making a huge impact around the country. And what was hilarious was, Dan, as you're sharing with me, and my father-in-law had had this conversation with me at Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. because goes, hey, I, I met a friend of yours, and I can't remember which guy it was that I talked to. I've talked to so many different guys. 
But he knew you, and it turns out it was you, Dan, and you're talking about CBMC expanding, getting going back down in Fort Myers. That's right. That's right. We're putting the band back together in Fort Myers. It was just interesting that your father-in-law called me out of the blue, and he was interested in connecting with other business guys that were believers down in Fort Myers. And uh, that week, two other guys had called me. So it wasn't me doing anything. It was just time for the Lord to put it back together down there. All right. I want to read this scripture today. Matthew five fourteen through 16. I love this. I memorized this many, many years ago, but I'm not going to take the chance of my memory right now. You're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket or a bowl, if depending on which translation you're reading. A lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about business people in their workplaces being a light for Christ and having that, even just their relationship with their Heavenly Father, which is revolutionizing their lives and impacting everything they do, having that be that light in the dark places. And that's what CBMC is all about, training up men to be the light in their homes and in their workplaces so that people can meet Jesus. That's really what this is all about. It's all about introducing people to the person of Jesus Christ. That's absolutely correct. All right, we're done with the show then. Okay, all right. All right. No, but seriously, that, that's what, you know, I love that about the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast, because you know, you know, in the years that I've been involved in that with you, you're always pounding it down. Men and women on the committee... This is what it's about. We want to reach people for Jesus. We want to introduce people to Jesus Christ to this Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. That's what this is about. And we've got one coming up. That's right. What that May the twelfth. You know what's interesting? For forty-four years in a row, a group of business people have put on the Mayor's Prayer Breakfast in Tampa. This is the Tampa Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. Tampa Bay Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. The Tampa Bay, the greater Tampa Bay Mayor's Prayer Breakfast. May 12th, Tampa Convention Center. We've got the Orlando Magic Senior Vice President, Pat Williams, coming over to speak. It's already booked. The website is up, tampabayprayerbreakfast.com. Anybody can go and book tickets now. I know it's all the way in May. But if you want to get a good seat, go ahead and go to the website now, tampabayprayerbreakfast.com. And you can see all the information. Now, we're excited about that. We've got shows coming up in February, March, and April to really promote it, but I want to make sure we at least put a little plug in them today because I know it's the first real work day of the year, but, you know, it's okay. we got a, we got a plan. we got a plan. Okay, so let's talk about, Dan, you're the area director, which means you're the head slave here in Tampa Bay for CBMC. What the Lord brought you here, obviously CBMC made a huge impact on your growth as a Christ follower. What did you see the Lord do in that ministry in the first in the, that first six months of your full timeness? Well, you know, it's incredible. It's the great thing about having hindsight and how hindsight's always twenty twenty. It was very scary selling a business. It was very scary receiving the call from the Lord to come on staff. It was very scary to talk to my wife about that, as you alluded to earlier. And uh, by faith, we stepped out. We're still learning this whole thing about walking by faith and not by sight. You know, it's easy for me to walk by sight. It's easy to make business decisions and try to motivate people. But when you're walking by faith and you're wearing those spiritual eyeglasses, it's it's a little more tricky because I have to depend on the Lord. I have to take things to him and sometimes I have to wait. And uh, so coming on staff, we've seen a tremendous uh, amount of positive energy come about inside of the marketplace for Tampa Bay. We've had a lot of influential business people 
get behind the ministry and start to catch the vision of evangelism and discipleship to business and professional people throughout our area. We're starting to understand that there is the ability of the business person um, to see this great movement of God that Billy Graham and uh, Dr. Henry Blackaby talk about that the greatest movement of God in our lifetimes will take place in the marketplace. They're starting to see these types of things come about and, and to see and the Billy said that 40 years ago. Okay. Well, he's still alive. I understand it, but it's, it's amazing. And I, I interrupted there for a reason because I've got a lot of women listening to the show. And, and I, stay tuned because there's a reason you're listening today. Number one, it may be that your husband needs to get involved in CBMC, but also stay tuned for some information on something for women in business coming soon to a Tampa Bay area near you. All right. Go back to that. Okay. So... In that first six months, you've, I mean, it's obviously been a big stretch for you, but what's been the biggest, what's been the biggest impact you've seen so far? The biggest impact that I've seen so far has been how the ministry is starting to be the catalyst for transformation inside of the Tampa Bay area. Now, when I was praying about coming on staff, um, I was encouraged to pray for a fresh vision. Uh, for this ministry. This ministry has been around since the 1930s, by the way. It's old. And the mayor's prayer breakfast, what what is we're known for for 44 years has, uh, you know, now we're growing into, we have a young professionals group for those that are under 35. We have all of our online tools that are at advanced.cbmc.com. All of our discipleship and evangelism tools are now free and online. Millions of dollars have been invested in these tools, Jim, and I really want people to check these out online. And the next thing that we're going to be rolling out is called the Marketplace Ambassador Initiative, which will be something we need to talk about. Okay, so, Mike, I want to start with you. Talk to me about what CBMC is doing to impact Christian business people in the workplace. What are they doing? What do you guys? Actually, either you can answer this question or go back and forth. But before we get to your marketplace ambassadors program, because I know people are really wanting to hear about that, I want to hear about the impact. How are people being impacted for Christ in the workplace? Well, let me jump in right there because Mike, did you see that? We we want to be able to to be able to look. There's a lot of ministries out there, Jim. I know there are, but are there a lot of fruitful ministries? There so, are some fruitful and there are some unfruitful. So what I, why I've participated in CBMC for 20 years, not only did a group of guys take and disciple me, but they taught me how to spiritually reproduce and disciple another person in life. So now I'm starting to see, and this is all, let me praise the Lord for this, because I love my church. I go to a great church, but they didn't teach me how to spiritually reproduce and disciple another person and then teach that person how to spiritually reproduce and disciple somebody else. I'm starting to see some of the young people that I've worked with have now led other people to the Lord, third and fourth generation, and we're starting to see actual fruit occur as a result of the CBMC practices that I was taught, discipleship and evangelism. It's basic, but you know what? It works. Mike, talk to me about what, answer that question that you were, you were asked. And Dan, I appreciate you saying that. I totally appreciate it because that's what this is about. I mean, discipleship is how the church has grown. I mean, since the beginning of the church, as Christ established, it was all based on his example, which was invest in people so that they can invest in people and all along teaching them about the truth about Christ, which is powerful, powerful, powerful. What I want you guys to address then is how you're taking that powerful ministry method and applying it to the workplace ministers, because there are some churches that are good at discipleship, but I, I can name 
very few that are good at preparing people to minister in the workplace. Well, you know what the Great Commission says, right? I am familiar with it, yes. Well, it's interesting that most people quote Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20 to go and make disciples. But let's back up just a little bit to verse 18. Remember, Jesus has been killed at this point. He's been buried. He's been resurrected. Now he comes back given all authority under heaven and earth as the general. Now he's telling his disciples, and thereby us, to now go and make disciples. Now, this is a command. This is not a suggestion. It's a command to every single believer that's out there listening. Now, if you were to go into all the major churches in the area and say, hey, guys, what do you think about the Great Commission? What does that mean to you? Most people, if they were honest, would say, well, we invite people to church, but they don't come. Well, um, we're not quite sure how to disciple somebody. But wait a second, you've been sitting in church for 10 years, 15 years, and you've never discipled another person? Why not? If they're honest, they would say, because we've never been shown how. Right. CBMC showed me how to disciple another person and then teach them how to disciple another person. We use some materials that are called Operation Timothy. And those materials came in the form of a book for many years. For many years, I struggled because I'd have to send off to our corporate headquarters in Chattanooga for $8 and get a book. And then I'd have to buy my person that was going to be my Timothy, an $8 book. And then halfway through the discipleship study, when we would meet, they would lose their book and I'd have to get another one. But guess what they've done? Somebody generously invested a large sum of money and they've digitized all the tools. And now we give them away for free. Okay. But again, I go back to this, and I'm going to hammer it. And Mike, you get to answer this question. I, I really want to know. No, no, no Dan, you just, just calm down, Dan, because this is a big issue in the church. The the church it doesn't know how to disciple people, and they really. And, and now there are some churches that are, or, or that obviously. Let me just rephrase that so I don't get hate mail. The majority of churches aren't teaching people how to disciple others. There are some that are doing it. But a vast majority, 99.5% of churches aren't equipping people at all on how to take their faith into the workplace and apply it. Even though Jesus said, I have dominion over everything now. I've been given all authority over heaven and earth, which includes the workplace, obviously, because almost everybody has to work. Mike, specifically in Cleveland, you've been doing this a little longer than Dan. Dan's been involved as a layperson. Now he's getting out. This is his full-time ministry. He's given everything, quit his job. You've been doing this a few more years. How specifically are you equipping business people to make a monstrous impact on the workplace? Well, let me, let me back into that a little bit. You know, one of the, I suppose our tagline is reaching business people right where they are to help them become who God designed them to be. So the very first part of this is reaching business people right where they are. And that's what the church can't do physically as a congregation. I pastored a church. I know as soon as people knew that I was pastoring a church, I ran a business for a long time too. Conversations either went wild with all kinds of information or they shut right down. Right. But people in the marketplace have a unique opportunity. Now, I think one of the fascinating things about other believers is we look at, well, I'm looking for the second Tim 2-2 person, right? I want to disciple that person. Well, in that piece of scripture, I just pulled it up here. It says, and, you know, we look at, you know, entrust these things to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. They're not quite ready yet. Right. It's not, well, they're not ready now because we need to train them. So one of the things that we found, particularly with young people, 
in Cleveland, it's interesting, and I'll, I'll back this up to even the evangelism perspective. I say, guys, how are we going to reach your friends in this sort of 24 to 32 or 35 age group? How's that going to happen? They said, we have no idea, but we do need to, what we do, we need to connect with them. Okay, well, what does everybody like to do? Well, they like to network. They want to further their career. Okay, what else? Well, they want to meet in a popular place. Okay, well, what else is that? what's that going to look like? They said, we have no idea. I said, what would it be like if we got a successful Christian executive to come to a very popular joint where these folks are regularly? hang out have him share his professional journey or her professional journey and then pause it for Q&A for 30 minutes people can ask whatever question they want to ask and at that point have that professional get a chance to really share the gospel if they feel it's best at that moment in time with these young people we've seen great fruit from it and so our young folks, it creates an opportunity for them to either begin or continue a spiritual conversation with their friends. So that's one of the ways that we've started doing that. And so then, then people walk into, and as Dan was talking about with Operation Timothy, then their friends, as they're having discussions, say, I'd really like to learn more about that. Oh, really? Would you want to walk through this set of materials with me? We can kind of start this journey. Low pressure we will go at your pace. And we'll start out with the very, very first lesson there saying, you know, do, do we have, what's our purpose for living? Right? And you can work all the way through this thing to the point where they have an opportunity to receive Christ. If they like to receive Christ, they'll go on to book two and so forth. And you just keep meeting and doing life with them. So it's, a, it's amazing to me how few people are actually willing to go out and do exactly what Jesus told us to do in the marketplace. You know, we, have, we work in, what, 50% of our waking hours is at work at least? Mm-hmm. Boy, what an opportunity we have there. So we're starting to see some fruit with that with the young people and with, with lots of others as well. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. Well, I loved when I got into, let me give you a scripture reference that I've really been stuck on for a long time. And I want to encourage the people out there that are driving home, make a note of this. Get into 2 Corinthians 5, the entire chapter. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5, there is so much meat and potatoes inside of that chapter. But part of it is where Jesus has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He appoints each believer that's listening to this call that he gives us a ministry himself, the ministry of reconciliation, the ability to point people to him so that he can save them. Part of that, it goes on to say, is he commissions us as ambassadors, representatives of the living God, the God that created the entire universe, our Lord and Savior, the author and the perfecter of our faith, tells us, he, I want you to be my ambassador on earth. What does that look like? I'll tell you what, business people out there, as they start to understand their roles as ambassadors for Christ, that's why we came up with the Marketplace Ambassador Initiative. This is going to be an initiative that's citywide in Tampa Bay. It kicks off February 5th at the Tampa Convention Center in a luncheon format. And we're going to talk about the biblical attributes of what it looks like to live your life as an ambassador for Christ. And this is a challenging thing. I've been challenged by this. I'm not just supposed to be an ambassador for Christ at work, nine to five. Guess what? I'm supposed to be an ambassador for work as I'm driving home in rush hour traffic. Uh-oh, everybody that's out there, you're honking your horns and you're getting certain hand signals thrown at you. We're supposed to be representing the Lord when we're driving as his ambassador. What about in our marriage? I was confronted by some of the Pauls in my life. You know, I am a Timothy to other men that are my Pauls that are mentoring me still. I'm supposed to be an ambassador for Christ to my wife. Absolutely. Wow. And love her like Christ loved the church. Absolutely. Mike, you wanted to say something. You know, it's amazing to me as you start to talk about this marketplace ambassador stuff. I think it's so important that we think about 
What does God want, and what would it look like if he got what he wanted? When I think of the marketplace, I think Ezekiel 37, like right now. It pops into my brain very quickly. You can picture the scene of Ezekiel looking down at this army of dry bones. I feel like that's what's happening in our marketplace every day. There's this valley of dry bones, this army that used to fight, that it's forgotten what it's like to fight the fight when they're at work every day for the sake of the gospel. And what would it look like if God, the Holy Spirit, breathed afresh into them and they realize what they're really at work for every day? And the Marketplace Ambassador is such a great way to take a peek into that and say, wow, I really can be active. I can be a business person at, you know, and, and function and realize that I can be a believer all the time, be his ambassador all the time at work. So don't just be a business person who happens to be a Christian but be a Christian who happens to be a business person. Amen. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know. So talk to me more about this program. It's probably not a pro- Okay, whatever you want to call it. Marketplace Ambassador, sponsored by CBMC. What's it? Who are you looking for to come to that meeting on the 5th of February to find out about it? Business and professional people who want to learn about their role as ambassadors for Christ. We want to get the business leaders together. As iron sharpens iron, we're going to come together at the Tampa Convention Center February 5th to kick this thing off. Um, We're going to have a luncheon. Uh, We have a website built for everybody to sign up, BeHisAmbassador.com. That's our local website, BeHisAmbassador.com. The idea behind this is let's get the Christian business leaders together. Let's pray together for transformation of our city and our Bay Area. Let's learn what the biblical attributes are of a marketplace ambassador. How are we supposed to live daily intimately with Christ? And where are you getting those attributes? Are you getting them from the the explanation of the deacon or the elder? We're getting them not, well, one part of them come out of the King James Version and the other part out of the NIV, just to cover all the bases. (laughs) That didn't really answer my question, but okay, I'll go with that. All right, so CBMC is a men's ministry. When you say that you're looking for Christian business people and, and business leaders, you're looking for men, correct, on February the 5th? CBMC started out. Well, I understand, as a but I'm ministry. just trying to make specific so that a bunch of women don't show up for this. Business and professional people. So you, women are okay at that meeting. Absolutely, we okay. encourage everybody that's a business leader that calls themselves a Christian that wants to be an ambassador. You know what? We've got plenty of ambassadors in the world that are women. I, that's fantastic. I'm thrilled with that. I think that's awesome. I know that CBMC is morphing and adjusting to the new generation. And, and, and as you talked, Mike, you're adjusting to the next generation, which is going to be your toughest generation, is this the 20 to 30-year-olds, that the they're millennials that are skeptical about everything. And if it's not real, if they can't stomp on it, jump up and down on it, it ain't good. I mean, they're really, really tough on that. So, but CBMC, the specific discipleship ministry is designed for man on man. And we're trying to raise up a generation of men that will love their wives like Christ loved the church, because if they would do that, it would change our country. But you're also in in Northeastern Ohio coming out with CBWC. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I don't know, across the U.S., 43% of the workforce are females, right? And so when I look at the marketplace. I love females. (laughs) <laughs> Me too. That's why well, I specifically like one. Yes. <laughs> Your um, wife's listening, isn't she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good, good job there, Dan. I, I meant I love points. a female. That's, yeah. I knew Sarah, she knows I love that. you. God built that appreciation for women into us. That is right. But, but more of us men need to step up and love our wives like Christ loved the church because that's what impacts neighborhoods. That's what impacts small groups. That's what impacts businesses. Men who will love their wives like Christ love the church because that's what makes change because it, it because that changes the next generation because those kids will see that 
Absolutely right. You know, so in Cleveland, it's a very interesting ordeal because I prayed before I even came on staff that God, would you would you bring ladies around this, this workplace ministry? Because I couldn't find any ministries that were doing what CBNC was doing with women in the marketplace. Right. And so I said, gosh, who, who's who's putting you know, working for evangelism and discipleship where they work every day uh, that are females? And so what what uh, God did was he brought some ladies into our life who said, hey, I, raising their hands and said, I want to do this. This, and we got really involved with helping them out to get that going and encourage them any way that we could. And uh, it's been phenomenal to watch. So we've already got one team of women that's meeting on a regular basis now, another team of women that's meeting or beginning to meet on January 22nd uh, in two different communities around us. And uh, it's phenomenal to watch. And so what they've done is they wanted to go at a very quick pace on this thing. And they said, CBMC, we know you're coming around here. We know that they're moving that direction. However, CBWC does need to get formed, and it's officially a 501c3 now. All right, Dan Schock, Mike Hopkins with CBMC, Tampa Bay, Northeastern Ohio. We're talking about the Marketplace Ambassadors Program, and Dan, you said on February the 5th at the Tampa Convention Center, you're rolling out the Marketplace Ambassadors Program, and you're looking for Christian business people, workplace leaders that are Christ followers, that want to make an impact in the community all across Tampa Bay. So you're, lo- you're reaching out to all of the communities south of the Bay, east of the Bay, west of the Bay, all over, across the Bay for people to come in. What time on February the 5th? Right. Anybody that can make it to the Tampa Convention Center on February 5th at 1130, it's going to run till 1 o'clock. And that wants to go through 2 Corinthians 5.20 and learn how to be an effective ambassador for Jesus Christ. What if, let me ask you something, Jim. What if every business person in Tampa Bay became an effective ambassador for Jesus Christ in every area of their life? What, what would it look like? Well, that'd be 30, 30, well, every business person, uh, you know, there's 30,000 small businesses. And if they all were Christ followers, the Christian, the business owners... The impact would be unbelievable. It would be a tidal wave. It would be but, transforming. It, right. But you can make that tra- that same transformation. And, Mike, I'm sure you've seen this up in, in northeastern Ohio. We just need 10 Christian business people to stand up and say, I'm willing to do it. Then we need 100 that say, I'm willing to do it. Then we need 1,000. I'm willing to do it because that that's how the tidal wave gets started. And, and there already are. There are a dozen or so effective, kingdom-impactful ministries working with business people in Tampa Bay. But they're so compartmentalized and nobody's working together, uh, it's not making the impact it could could make. But there are great ministries out there. But if we could get – so there's probably already 1,000 mm, – there's probably already 500 that have been impacted. I mean, just e- even LifeWork Leadership's had 1,000 uh, graduates in the last dozen years. But now that they're no longer on the, on the playing field, we're hoping that CBMC is going to take that place and start discipling lots and lots of people. And you know what? We're, we're partnered with the old Impact Tampa Bay. You know, the board is still active. They're still doing some smaller events. Uh, I spoke at one of their events on Saturday. We're partnering with Lori Hill at the Christian Chamber of Commerce. So we actually are partnering with some of the other uh, ministries in the area. Now, one of the things that's very distinct about CBMC is the evangelism and discipleship aspect to the business and professional person. We are all about spiritual reproduction. We're all about helping the business and professional person become an an effective ambassador for Jesus Christ. We want them to be fruitful inside of their spheres of influence, and we're here to help them be equipped. 
So you're not really you're, you're not a ministry that is out there going to deal with specific business situations. You're really about creating disciples. Spiritual reproduction is a fantastic term because that's what Jesus did with those 12 guys. Yeah. Spiritual reproduction. He invested in 12 guys and 11 of them changed the world. The Great Commission to us is a command. We take it very seriously. Mike, you've been doing this how long in Northeastern Ohio? Just for about a year and a half. Well, you're still a rookie, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You said three which years was, earlier. I'm thinking, no, I saw the training wheels are just about to come off. The all bike. right. So which was easier, being a pastor, being a CBMC local area director? CBMC area director. <laughs> easier or more rewarding? What did you mean? No, no, I meant easier because I know what it's like to lead a church. It's a tough, that's a tough Amen, job, brother. A, I, I love you pastors out there. That's, that's right. They have a you tough, have God tough. God bless pastors. Yeah, and, yeah. and needs to continue to bless yeah. them. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. All right, Dan, any final thoughts? February 5th, 2015, 1130 a.m. They can go online to the BeHisAmbassador.com website. That's right. And, and, and sign one, up for that. Number one, if I could ask everybody that's driving home today, I know you've had a hard day. Hopefully everybody's having a blessed new year. Please pray for our ministry. Please pray. I'm a new business uh, missionary, and me and my wife just had a little baby. And if you could pray for our family selfishly, I would really covet your prayers. And to pray for this ministry of Marketplace Ambassador February 5th, go to BeHisAmbassador.com and sign up. Come out and be a part of this. And we'll put all that information out there on Facebook. All right, listen, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him show, tomorrow night on the I Work For Him show, Martha and I will be discussing the book written by Kevin Lehman, The Way of of the shepherd. It is a fantastic example of how we should be leading in the workplace. Stay tuned for a great discussion uh, by Martha and I tomorrow night. It'll be exciting because we'll have a woman's perspective and a man's perspective. I got that book. That, that's good. Have you read it? Yes, it's a good book. It is a very, very good book. All right, we keep talking about Christ followers on the show. Are you a Christ follower? Does life make sense to you? Do you wonder what it's all about? If you haven't come to a place in your life where you realize you needed a Savior and trusted in Jesus Christ to become the Lord of your life, email me, Jim at iWorkForHim.com, Jim at iWork, the number for him.com, and I'd be glad to tell you about what my relationship with Jesus Christ has done to my life. It's unbelievable. You're listening to the I Work For Him show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower who owns my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.